Hey, before we get started with this episode, I wanted to let you all know that you can head over to patreon.com slash afterbite and we do grab bags whenever we have enough stuff to fill 20 minutes of time, aka everything I cut out of these episodes. I put those up there in case you want to hear it. But also, our Patreon bonus episodes for the upcoming months, you can vote on what shows we talk about. Please vote Pretty Little Liars, because I do just (laughs) desperately want to talk about Pretty Little Liars. However, I will include other options here. I will include the Lunaverse. I will include Once Upon a Time. Jordan, do you want to pick out another? Give me a fourth option of a show you like that either both of us have seen. Okay, yeah. Tell me about Degrassi for an hour. So you can head over to patreon.com slash afterbite and get all of that early plus <coughs> new merch coming soon. <coughs> <coughs> wow. <laughs> really uh, <coughs> really need to take a drink of water. Here. <laughs> 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 um, now we'll do this episode. Hi, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Brightest of Vampire Diaries Fancast. Only 10 years too late. This week, we are watching Season 5, Episode 14 of The Vampire Diaries, No Exit. Ooh, that's a name. I'm B, joined by my co-host Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hi. And you're right, it is certainly a name. I think... That's a title. That's you're- certainly a title of an episode of The Vampire Diaries. I don't know as though it's a good title of an episode of The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> hmm. That, that definitely exists, and you definitely chose that. You definitely chose that. And, like, I get why, because... Right. The main theme of, like, one of the pot- big plot lines is, like, Damon being unable to escape from this house. But also... We couldn't use any metaphors, any symbolism. Yeah, it's really just like right there, isn't it? You yeah. know, I feel like we're used to, you know, we're used to the originals now. We have originals titles that are like really good, you know, Après right. Moi Deluge, right? You have like all of those. You have Long Walk Back from Hell, like, okay, right. get it. And then you come back over here and you have fucking Disappointment 1 and Disappointment 2 in goddamn total eclipse of the heart and then no <laughs> exit like come on can i just say that this feels like when i'm done finishing writing a paper but i haven't written the title yet and like it's it, the deadline is there it's time to hand in that yeah. paper so it i is just 10 like, minutes before midnight you have to put a title on this paper and you're like all right well i will just spell out what this paper is about real quick do a little <laughs> no exit and then hand that in <laughs> And then I am pressing that turn in button on Blackboard. Yeah. Right. Before we get into no exit, though, you have another important ranking to do. Yeah. You need to give me a ranking for 513 Total Eclipse of the Heart. Okay, wait. Why don't I do like the little recap and then I'll explain? Yeah. You know? Yes. Why don't you? Let's combine those. I love this. Let's streamline our podcast process. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So in the last episode of The Vampire Diaries, we have Damon going haywire because he can't stand the fact that Elena broke up with him. Yeah. (laughs) And he ends up going on like a little killing spree. He wants to, he kills Aaron the previous episode and he wants to find Wes in order to kill him as well. 
Um, and basically in that process, he ends up kidnapping Jeremy, threatening Bonnie to find another witch to perform a locator spell so that uh, he can find Wes and kill him. Um, we also have um, Elena, um, try, not Elena, Catherine, pretending to be Elena, um, attempting to get something going with Stefan by inviting him to the singles night that their school is doing, whatever. And um, yeah, that doesn't go exactly how she plans it because of the whole uh, Jeremy getting kidnapped thing and she has to pretend that she wants to, you know, go mm-hmm. find him and save him. She has to um, pretend that she gives a shit. Right. <laughs> um, and then we have... Um, Oh, I think the other main plot line that happens is that at the end, it turns out the Wes um, has get, has gotten some help from the Travelers. And mm-hmm. um, they n- basically take down Enzo and Damon. Um, and then Wes injects Damon with a, the serum from before that turns him into a vampire-eating vampire. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those Correct. are the main plot points. Those are the main points. Oh, yeah. And then there's this other thing about, like, Stefan um, believing that Damon's a good person at heart and, like, trying to, like... Eh. Eh. Yeah. Trying to... Well, I don't know what he's doing. Anyways, um, my ranking is going to be a low one because, man, do I hate plot lines that focuses on Damon. Yeah, I for reference, I gave this episode a six. Brian gave it a seven. Yeah, I, I think I was being extremely generous with a six too. Right, because like <laughs> honestly, what did this episode give when you think about it? Like, it gave, did, here's here's what it gave. It gave doing its job and then right, going home. Right, you know, it, like gave the show episode. Minimum. Yeah, it it gave what it needed to do. It gave minimum wage and then it left. Right. <laughs> Like, the whole point of this episode was to get Damon to turn into a vampire-eating vampire. Okay, we get it. Yes. Did they do that in an interesting way at all? No. I'll, not only was it boring to watch, even though I was watching it on, like, fast speed. I was working watching it on 1.5 speed. And I was like, <laughs> when is this going to be over? Okay? So that tells you how boring it was. Not only did they did it in a, do it in an uninteresting way, but then they also had this nagging plot line that continues to appear throughout the show and i hate it so much about how elena needs to be with damon in order to keep damon sane shut up yeah get rid of it gone leave it be like ah, i hate Good it job stay away like, from her right like stay away from her and do, like damon stay away from her because like what the fuck and like this plot line continues into this episode for today okay like mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely hate it. They need to get rid of it. It's done. It's over. But they're not going to because they hate women for some reason. Anyways, I give this episode a five. It does its bare minimum. <laughs> All of that to say, give it a five. It does its bare minimum. I don't really like any of the plot lines. What can I say? It was a bad episode for me. It did. It was an episode of The Vampire Diaries. It gave us nothing. Right. But it's still like was there. You know what right. I mean? There will and be episodes later on that give us nothing but like aren't like good. not coherent. <laughs> yeah, they're like not coherent. They're giving us nothing in a million different ways. This was giving us nothing in a very 
specific set way. way you know yeah this is and giving us nothing i can't like- even i can't even say oh it sets up like an interesting plot point for the like the next episode because no it doesn't it absolutely does not it's really the mid uh, it's really a mid-ep like like ugh, come on do better yeah it's not great it's not, <laughs> it's not great bestie and also naming the episode totally eclipse of the heart but not playing totally the eclipse not of the heart the song Ugh! the not playing the song part like you know get it I together might di- i might dip it another point in my ranking now that i'm thinking about it like the not playing the song part like okay you're a pretty mid ep but you could have played the song that but w- you didn't literally playing that song would have brought it up it would have given it another point. You know what? Actually, I'm changing my ranking. I'm going from a six to a five. I'm joining you here. Like, I think it like, is ima- no, like, like imagine totally clips of the heart playing in that, like, I don't know, like the revelation scene of like Damon learning that he's a vampire eating vampire. Oh my god, them walking through the fucking burnt out hospital that Maxfield is in, and total eclipse of the heart is playing over the hospital loudspeakers. Yep. And then Damon is like, what's happening to me? I'm going to have to say it's karma. And then the ending line of Enzo with like, yeah, I can see how that could be a problem with Total Eclipse of the Heart playing. Oh, my God. Like, literally would have elevated the episode as a whole. But no, (laughs) you guys decided to be stupid. You know what? Actually, let me not say they decided to be stupid. Maybe they couldn't afford it. Yeah, they decided to be broke. They decided to be on the CW network, and that was their first issue. <laughs> like, you guys can afford everything else, but you can't afford Total Eclipse of the Heart? You can afford Imagine Dragons Radioactive, but you can't afford... <laughs> okay, the fact that they had Imagine Dragons Radioactive in the front part of this episode is really funny. I was, like, listening to it, and I'm like, is that Imagine Dragons? And I turned up my volume, and then there was a lull in the speaking, and it was like the... And I was like, oh, fuck, that is Imagine Dragons. I was like, shit, Uh, welcome to the new age, I guess. (laughs) Okay. This, the music this episode was actually really good. There was one song in particular that played over the Steph and Catherine scene that I was like, this is a uh, banger. The Steph and Catherine scene? When we get there. When we we fucking get there. I'm gonna be sick. (laughs) okay okay before we do all of that though the netflix description for this episode Mm -hmm. as damon's behavior escalates from destructive to deadly stefan regrets their last conversation and decides to track down damon and intervene accurate accurate you know stefan is his brother he's gonna go after damon no matter what Oh, Stefan, 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 Stefan. How do I feel about you this episode? I like that none of the Mystic Falls gang, except for Catherine, who wants in his pants so bad, volunteers to go with him. They're all like, <laughs> we're good cutting Damon loose, actually. Right, right. We're good. Right. Like, Stefan, Stefan feels like a little, what's what's it called? Um, What's his name in the, sh- in the originals? Elijah. Stefan's giving Elijah, but like, class is more redeemable. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that Klaus is more redeemable. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. 
Yeah. Like, like they're setting him up to, like, not, as of right now, he's not, but they're setting him up to be. Yes, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, like, you, that's what you do. You make someone as evil as possible, and then you make them and hit their And then you drag lowest. them kicking and screaming back to being a good person, yeah. Right, exactly. So, during this scene, where Damon and Enzo have broken into some farmer's house and killed the farmer and are waiting for him to wake up as a vampire... Imagine Dragons Radioactive is playing under <laughs> this whole scene. And it does make the Vampire Diaries a comedy, actually. Right. It does, es- it does elevate this episode a little bit to have this song playing right, right. off the bat. You're like, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. right. Like, <laughs> say what you want about Imagine Dragons, but this song and this time, it was a bop. It was a bop. It was a bop, and I think it's a... I think it's a good bop for the Vampire Diaries. It's a good bop for the Vampire Diaries. It's a really good bop for Damon and Enzo. Yeah. They give those vibes hard. Damon and Enzo also have so much fun banter, this opening part. Yeah. They're like guessing where the uh, where the farmer's wife had left him. Uh-huh. Like who, who she had left him for. And Damon's guess is pastor. <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's yeah. faster. And then Enzo doesn't have a guess or whatever. It's the like, man's wife. Wait, I think Enzo's guess is No, Enzo doesn't have a guess. Enzo doesn't, Enzo doesn't think have a guess. Enzo doesn't think that she's left him. Damon does oh. think he's she's left him and Enzo left thinks that pastor. she's died. I right. think is what he thinks. Right. Um but like they have such, they just have such fun banter. And again, I'm reminded of the fact that they're kind of boyfriends, right? They like, are very much giving like banter, coupley. Like they're giving what Elena, sorry, not Elena, what Catherine and Stefan gave before Catherine, you know, took over Elena's body. They're they kind of giving are, that. Yeah. They're, it's it's fun. It's like I was like watching this early part, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can vibe with Damon for a little bit. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Uh, anyway, this poor man's wife left him for a pharmacist. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Uh, I think it says uh, something really interesting that Damon takes that as a win that he was right. I'll give it to him. He's I'll like, give it to him. He's like, yeah, pharmacist, pastor, whatever. I still win. She still left him. Right. Uh, okay. Oh, where's my notes page? Here it is. Stefan is helping quiz Catherine um, for a test uh, in school, basically. And mm-hmm. Caroline arrives to give, you know, like, the Daily Damon update. And basically, the gist of it is that they learn that Damon is feeding on vampires. Uh I like Stefan and Catherine this episode, or Caroline this episode. Yeah. I also like Stefan and Catherine this episode, but that's yeah. for a later time. I like Stefan and Caroline here because they feel very much like this is Caroline stopping by before work to give him the news. And then at the end of the episode, they reconvene and they're like, yeah. okay, so how was your day, sweetie? Like, what'd you do today? <laughs> like, it felt very much like it felt 
very specifically, it felt very much like co-parenting vibes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like your parents aren't together anymore. Maybe they're separated, but they are still co-parenting you. So like they're still like family dinners and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get 100% what you're saying. this beginning scene and then the ending scene really just made me laugh for that reason i was like okay so you're giving off like divorcees energy here i don't know why but they were like i don't know because it's because they're like the mom and dad of the group they unfortunately have to fall into the they're the parents of the group you guys parents of the group and i hate i don't love the term like mom friend right yeah but like stefan and caroline are most definitely the like parents of this friend group of like guys you can't just go you guys can't just like go on a motorcycle get your license first like get a helmet before you go right (laughs) uh honestly that like when i think about it more that just lines up so perfectly with their characterizations too it really does i feel like we have entered a new stage of caroline's character growth Mm -hmm. we're past the klaus thing we are going to like a new she like this episode she's like trying to make sure that she and tyler are at least not enemies you know Mm -hmm. i feel like we've entered sort of a new stage of growth where she's like we don't have to be best friends but i would love it if you didn't hate me right yeah we can be friendly so tyler calls caroline and uh is not He's, like, not able to find Matt. And so he calls Caroline. Okay, why is Caroline your call, I guess? <laughs> Do you not? He's like, he's like, I don't have any other friends. And also, um, Caroline used to date Matt, so maybe she knows. That's yeah, I think that was kind of his thinking. But also, it's like, why don't you call Elena? <laughs> like, right. Elena also used to date Matt. She right. has the benefit of not being your very recently ex-girlfriend who you tried to assault while you were drunk. Like, Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt, it felt weird to me. But I was also like, man, Tyler really doesn't have a ton of friends because his <laughs> other love. friend is Matt and Jeremy. Like... <laughs> What's he gonna do? <laughs> What's he gonna do here? You know, like the lads, the lads are not thriving. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just thinking about how he has no friends, but he was like, what, the popular mean jock at their school? Yeah, I know. He really peaked in high school, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he really peaked in high school. I mean, when you think about him going to try and kill a baby. Yeah, he that's true. Really he did kind of go off school. of a character development cliff. So maybe he did peak in high school. Maybe peaking in high school is okay if you're Tyler Lockwood. <laughs> you know? Catherine um, is confronting Nadia about Matt. Basically, in case you forgot last episode, Matt was uncompelled. He got put back on Vervain. So now Nadia is just like waiting it out with matt yeah and that's kind of what they've been doing she hasn't been like actively bleeding him out which i think is a nice touch she's just like we'll just wait a few days for it to get out of your system uh instead of like speeding up the process uh which i think is it's nice because it shows that she does like him Mm -hmm. like she cares Uh, about him yeah remember how they had that threesome in Prague (laughs) with rebecca 
Anyway, by rights. Anyway, <laughs> Damon and Enzo are trapped inside the house that they're in by the travelers, and we're not going to dissect any of that. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, he's running you're an right. experiment. I didn't even think about that, them being trapped inside the house. Yeah, so basically, Wes is running an experiment. He wants to figure out how long it'll take Damon to feed on Enzo, his best friend. And if, for example, uh, Damon can like hold off that process. Right. Basically. Catherine, uh Catherine and Stefan go on an adventure to find Damon. They're basically gonna try and trace his they're gonna try and like trace his steps. Oh, thank you. Uh mm-hmm. they're gonna try and like retrace his steps to find him. At some gas station in God knows where. Uh, Catherine tampers with their car by just absolutely ripping some shit. No, can I just say, how did he not suspect her at all? Literally, that she just went in, grabbed a pipe, and pulled, pulled it, it, disconnecting it cleanly from both sides. Like not even cleanly. Not there was that? like, there was like, there was like, it looked like it was pulled from the car. Like somebody like pulled it out on one side, and I was like, how did he not see that? This is clearly, this is clearly. Catherine like come on it was like okay how did he not suspect that at all and then (laughs) and then Catherine he like later I'm just gonna follow up with this scene before we go back because there's some a lot of cutting in between yeah um but then later as he's trying to like fix it he hands her the pipe he's like oh be careful with that she just like rubs it on her (laughs) shirt and then puts grease all over her face like girl you are not subtle (laughs) you are not subtle at all like it's so obvious but like he just is willfully ignorant like like that's what's going on right like he can tell that something's off that something's afoot Someone's trying, yeah. she, she, she's trying to do a little something, and he's just like, well, I'm just going to let it happen, I guess. Like, it's just so... It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Like... It doesn't make any sense. Like, he just is being stupid for no reason. But, like, honestly, okay, let him be stupid because I get what I get in the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I know, I know Stefan's whole deal is that he loves to see the best in people. I know. That's my favorite thing about him. Boy, <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy. If you, if you do not wise up here, I swear to God. <laughs> So, back in the house with the boys, mm-hmm. Enzo is, like, trying to get Damon to call one of his friends for help. Um, but Damon's like, no, it's useless. They aren't going to be here in time. They're not going to come to get me. He's really just, like, not willing to give Enzo a shot here. Yeah. Which I think has to feel kind of bad if you're Enzo. He's like, you're I this thought we were best only friend. friend. Yeah. You are this dude's only friend, and you are locked in a box with him, and in eight hours, he is going to eat you. Right. He refuses to use his phone to call anybody to come unlock you from the box. Like, hey. Feels a little betrayed, probably. Like, what the fuck? And Like, like I we- feel like that's what makes it 
easy for Enzo to walk out of the house in the end. Yeah. He walks out and he leaves Damon there. Because, like, it feels very, like, reminiscent to their time in the, what is it called? Augustine? In the Augustine cell. Yeah. Right. We're like, they're like, oh, we're all buddy-buddy until we run into a problem. And now, all of a sudden, you don't want to help me out. It really does. It feels like a replay of their time spent with the Augustine Society. But, but this time, Enzo's the one who leaves him behind instead of Damon. Enzo leaves. Matt shows up um, at his house with Nadia, uh, to the surprise of Caroline and Tyler. And basically, the story that they feed is that uh, they were... In Atlantic City for the last two days, getting drunk <laughs> and having sex, I guess. <laughs> um, that's sort of the story. And Caroline does not believe this for a goddamn second, Which, as like, she should. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, you, you guys, she could have called, you know? Which, by the way, how did Nadia not see that this would lead to trouble? See, like... And originally, when um, Catherine and and Nadia decided to kidnap Elena, uh, in order to, oh yeah, in order in order to um, make sure that she doesn't spill the beans that her body's currently being taken over by Catherine, right? During that time, the reason that there was a problem was because Elena, quote in quotation marks, meaning Catherine was not picking up her phone. And her friends were like, where are you? Like, we think we're worried about you, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not answering mm-hmm. your phone. So, like, this time around, when you kidnap another person, you don't think to yourself, hmm, maybe I should, like, get this person to stay in a little bit in contact with their friends. Like, maybe I should text him, take his phone, text him a little bit so that they're not concerned about him and that we can yeah. keep things running smoothly. Mm-hmm. You would think, right? Like, not a, like, didn't learn from your past kidnapping mistakes? Come on. <laughs> like, come on. If you're going to be a repeat kidnapper, get better at it. Like, right. Like, that, isn't that here? the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the point of doing things twice. Like, <laughs> you, you do it a second time and you realize your mistakes from the first time. And then you're like, oh, okay. I got it. Got to take his phone. Make it seem like, like he's okay. <laughs> Come up with the story if they ask And also, questions. like, it's it's Matt. He probably texts in such a boring, regular style that it's not hard at all right. to be like, hey, sorry, I'm taking I'm taking a taking a weekend off, heading out to Atlantic City or whatever. Like Right. Like no pre planning. He's, he's a dude. He's a straight white dude. He probably doesn't even <laughs> use emojis. Like he just texts. Right. Straight like, up. It wasn't that hard. Like you could have done it, but like you just wanted to you get like better, he but caught. You did. I kind of do. You think she wanted to get caught here? I do mean, you think she wanted them to know that Catherine was back? Kind of. I mean, maybe because she, she feels a little resentful towards Catherine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would also feel a little bit resentful towards Catherine if Catherine was my mom. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody I wants Catherine as their mom. Like, Honestly, I saved my mom. I helped my mom cheat death. And now she's chasing you after like a cute boy instead of like 
hanging out with me, the daughter with me. Right. The daughter who like saved her life. Like, are you serious? (laughs) For real? Really? That's what you decided to do? Like, I like it's I think Catherine is a really interesting character Mm -hmm. because like when she sets her mind on something, she's doing that thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, hold on. I'm yawning so much. Once she sets her mind or something, she does something. But, like, she can only do, like, one thing at a time. She has a very one-track mind. Like, she's not. she does not have any form of HGHD, ADHD at all. Okay? She is just one task to, till completion. Right. Now, to be fair, in the past, her tasks have included very, like, intricate schemes. But it's all in the greater good for one thing. I right. feel like now the difference is Catherine doesn't have, like, a whole scheme set up. She's kind of flying by the seat of her pants here. And she also is, like, trying to dedicate time to both areas. But she is unable to multitask. Yeah, she is very unable to multitask. So, like, she's just like, oh, I have to, like, oh, I have to, like, get with Stefan. And then once I get with Stefan, then I can proceed to like hang out with my daughter versus like, oh, let me just like do both things at the same time. Like I can make time for both my daughter and for scheming to get with Stefan. But like, no. She can't. Um which I, I think also it's interesting cuz then it like it sort of implies that um Catherine place is way more important to getting with Stefan than to being mm-hmm. with the daughter who saved her um, yeah. because she's decided to put that first um, which is kind of sad yeah especially because like I think up until this point they had both had kind of like a little development with one another uh-huh. where it seemed like Catherine was going to be willing to like try to like try within their relationship um but like it seems like by now she's kind of like given up on that which is odd but honestly not too odd from her because like she just like goes with whatever she wants to do like she she can flip on you in a in, in like a matter of seconds and like that's just what Catherine is like yeah it's It was, I like Catherine as a villain in general. This episode, I was like, oh, girl, that's kind of a, that's that's a bit of a yikes there from me, dog. (laughs) Like, that's a bit of a yikes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I, she's an interesting character, isn't she? Very interesting. I love when women are deadbeat moms. (laughs) (laughs) Like enough, enough of deadbeat dad. Let's get some deadbeat mom repetition up in here, you guys. Let's yeah. go. No, but let's. Yeah. But also, I love t- it when women are deadbeat moms. TVD does that a, a, a lot. TVD has way has a lot of deadbeat mom representation, <laughs> though. Um, we have Isabel. We have whatever Matt's mom's name is. We right. have Catherine. Um, we have Damon and Stefan's mom, who doesn't even have a name yet. Right. Like, <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe the writers of TVD had, like, a thing against deadbeat moms. <laughs> um, oh. they, wanted so to, they wanted to represent 
a a group of people that don't really get represented in TV a lot. <laughs> the kids of deadbeat moms. Right. <laughs> Damon and Enzo have like a conversation. Um, does Enzo kind of call Damon out here? He kind of calls him out yeah. for like blaming his problems yeah, on other he people, does. right? What does he yeah, say? Yeah, he does. He's kind I don't remember exactly, but it was, I think it was something along the lines of like, don't blame me like you blame blah, 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 or something like that. I don't know. Let me see here. He says he says some fun shit. He says, you know, when there's a problem, you run. You did it to me. You did it to your girl. Uh, and then Damon says some shit like, because when I stay, I destroy things. And then and so it's like, we're not all as fragile as you think we are. Right. Uh, which is very fun. It's like it's I like Dame I like Enzo kind of calling Damon out here. Especially because Enzo's like the actual bad guy. I mean, I think they're both equally bad guys, but like in the <laughs> the plot of the story, he's like the bad guy that's leading him astray. The fact that he's the one that's calling you out means he has a serious problem. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like if you're the assistant to a serial killer and the serial killer turns to you one day and he's like dude that thing you do is kind of fucked up when they're a serial killer i think you've done some fucked up shit which is basically the dynamic between enzo and damon right (laughs) dr maxfield shoots enzo in the shoulder Mm -hmm. uh and he is like, you know, I'm conducting another experiment to see exactly how strong Damon can be when he's enraged and smelling blood. Uh, and Damon absolutely rips through these chains in, like, moments. And Dr. Maxfield is just like, oh, conclusion? Very strong. <laughs> like, that's not very scientific, my guy. Nope. Not that's scientific, not scientific until you write it down or repeat it in a <laughs> standard environment here. Does he not know what the experimental method is? That's what it's Literally. Called, I don't I know if so. that's what it's called. Hold on. It's a scientific method, actually. But oh, experimental science. method also works. So, you, know, you guys know what I mean. I haven't been in school in a science class in like forever, okay, guys? Don't judge me. Yeah. Okay. But we're like, we all know what I meant. We all know what you meant. We all know that I meant the scientific method and how he seems to not understand what that is. He also doesn't understand the ethical codes of, like, science. So, like, is he a true scientist? Let's talk about it. He doesn't do what I call the even Mythbuster science, which he doesn't even write it down. Right. So, like, which means that he, he's not doing science. Is he, a, is he an actual scientist? Is he doing actual research? Or does he just like to torture people? Hmm. I think he just likes to torture people. Hmm. Much to think about. Hmm. Much to think about. Um, so now we come to the point where Damon runs over, starts feeding on Enzo, and he won't stop. Uh, and out of nowhere, Enzo starts choking on, or Damon starts choking on Enzo's blood. Uh, he sinks to the floor and starts, like, throwing up and gasping for air. Uh, and basically, Dr. Maxfield is like, hey, my friends here, the travelers, raised the acidity in your blood. So... Damon's basically drinking hydrochloric acid. I suggest you leave before the spell wears off. So they dropped the house containment spell for a second to do this spell to raise the acidity of Enzo's blood and then put the 
house containment spell back up when they left, basically. And so Dr. Maxwell is like, you know, if you come with me, there's one last thing I need from you, then I'll let you go for good. Uh, and, and so leaves. Basically. Mm-hmm. Catherine and Stefan have this <sighs> moment. Oh my God. The music in this scene is absolutely a banger. It's um, Fleur Blanche from Orston. Uh, banger song. Banger also, song. How dare they? How dare they? Try to Talk have their to cake and eat it too. Okay? Uh-huh. How dare they? Okay? How dare you serve me this Catherine slash Elena Stefan moment? And then I already know you're going back to you're going back to Delena. How dare you do that one more time? Because this is not the first <laughs> time this has happened. Okay, since they broke it up. Okay, you can't just keep like giving me amazing chemistry moments between Paul and Nina, and then expect me to be okay with 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 Ian and Nina later on. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's actually very rude, very disrespectful, and um, just like just trying to do it both ways. You mm-hmm. can't do that. You have to commit to one or the other. Like, if you show me a brief second of like Stelena slash Catherine and Stefan, I don't know what their ship name is. And then you expect me to be okay to go back to like whatever Delena was serving? Like, that's not gonna be that's not gonna work. Like this scene is also like so minimal. It is so it's they, they are so charged with like tension. Nothing. Exactly. Like there's nothing like world ending or mind blowing going on. It's literally just Catherine tension. just asks Stefan to hand her a shirt. And then she does do the funny thing where she leaves the bathroom door just open just a little bit right. as she drops her towel so he can see her ass. Honestly, Nina Dobrev was on her hot girl shit this right. episode. But, like, that's it. And then she just comes behind him and puts her hand on his arm. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like. Just, oh, my God. What? <laughs> like. Oh, my. Like okay and like i know okay i get it i know it's wrong for like catherine to be like taking over elena's body like it's morally wrong Mm -hmm. but like i'd be okay with it if it meant that selena was still a thing (laughs) i just think the scene and then when they start to kiss and like he pulls back for a moment and then goes back in. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Paul and Nina are just so good. It's just it's just so unfair. Because they did this, like, last season two, I believe. Where they had a whole episode dedicated to, like, Stelano moments. Where they were trying to regain Stefan's memories. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Look at them. They're so good together. And then by the end of the episode, it's just destroyed. Like, it's no not going back. Like, that's the end of it. And you're like. And you're like, god damn it. 
what's wrong with you guys? Like, like either give me what I want or stop feeding it out to me in little pieces and bits that is not ever going to amount to anything. You're so rude. You're so fucked up and rude for that. Like, like So, like, like, ain't seeing heaven for this one. No, for real. Like, not seeing heaven at all. I agree. So this... (laughs) Ugh. This scene. I like can't God. get over it. Like, like, you know how um Stelena's uh, not Stelena, Delena's really like that motel scene between Damon and Elena where they yeah, end up they kissing kiss by out the vending machine or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like like these are two comparable how can you scenes. Like that when this sold, is so much better. This, this scene outsold. Period. Like, oh like that whole arc where they were in that mo- the whole section where they were in that hotel and decided to like, I don't know, kiss. Like this is uh, better it was than three nineteen. Heart of Darkness. By the right. way, um, right. I gave that episode a two. <laughs> Just like for a vibe check, you know, I gave that episode a two. Like. Delena's love that. How can you love that, but then not see this and be like, oh, wow, this is so much better. I could have had it better. It's just so... Like, 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 I would feel angry if I was a Delena sipper and I saw this. I'd feel like, I'd be like, what? How many Delenas do you think stopped being Delenas at this time? None of them, because if you're a Delena still at this moment, you're never, you're never not going to be a Delena. <laughs> if you were still a Delena by season five, I'm sorry, there's no exit, baby. Like you're that's there for the, why? That's why this episode is called No Exit. Okay, it makes sense. Oh wait, now. oh wait, actually, yeah, that gives it a better meaning too. Maybe that ranks up the title a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe we're retroactively doing the TVT writers' jobs for them. You're right. welcome. Um, you're welcome i just fixed the title for you i just made it so, so welcome, much better like Brian that's what Young. they that's that's what they wanted to do they were like hey let's give them this delana this still to prove that still is better but then also be like but like we know you guys love delana like even if if we give you this you're still gonna love delana with all your heart so like there's no exit for you wow we're trying our best but you guys are in too deep you're in too deep Catherine tells, um, Catherine calls Nadia and tells her about a plan that she plans to get Damon to attack her so that Stefan has no choice but to kill Damon. Nefarious as fuck, uh, honestly. But I kind <laughs> this of is a love nefarious it. ass plan, but, but, but I, I love, it. love it. It's so genius. Like, it's so genius. Catherine Pierce. Your mind. Your the, mind. The way it's it so works. powerful. The way it works. I need to study it. You know, she is in her menace era. She's a master manipulator. You guys, she's a master so, manipulator. She's so good. And like, wow. Um, I also want to call out one other scene that happens in here where. Uh-huh. Which one is it? Let's see. Oh, never mind. Actually, we're not quite to it yet. Sorry. Okay. The I want to talk about that Tyler Caroline scene. <laughs> oh yes, I also boil. I also want to talk about it because it also makes my blood boil. So can't wait to get um, to it. Yeah, we'll get there soon. 
Matt kisses Nadia, and as they start to make out, he steals her phone and tries to text Caroline, help K. This is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. She is going to town kissing his neck, and he is just like, H-E-L-P, period, space, No, it's not even only that. It's the look on his face while he's trying to get the text with her down. <laughs> it is comedy. The Vampire Diaries is a comedy. Like this is one of the funniest thing I've ever seen in a while from the Vampire Diaries. Like it's so comedic. Like it's so good. Like he's just like he's like making out, and then she's like go- she's like going to town, like you said, on her on on his neck, and then he just he just looks over her, whips out his phone. <laughs> He steals her phone is the thing too. Wait, he steals her phone. Oh god. To text Caroline. <laughs> Which like how does Car- how's Caroline's number even in Nadia's phone? Yeah, why? Wouldn't it have been easier to grab your own phone, Matt? <laughs> right. Did Nadia steal your phone actually? Like, but also like but also like why did he not wait until they have progressed a little bit more, right? <laughs> and then, like, maybe they're, like, asleep. And then he whips out the phone and does it then. But he has to do it, like, right then, right no, now. No, Matty Blue Eyes has his morals. He has his morals. He's not about to sleep with this woman for no reason. He <laughs> is a moral, upright Former high school quarterback of a are gentleman. We sh- are we sure about moral? Because literally, Caroline points out that he would make out. He he was. She was like Tyler's. Like yeah, I believe he do it. Think about how he like literally, like what was it? He went on the rendezvous trip with Rebecca after like she almost. What is it? She ran his truck off the road at the right. season three finale. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Rebecca running (laughs) Matt's car off the road in season three, only to end up um, going on a long rendezvous trip with him. Does it give similar vibes (laughs) to Mona? (laughs) (laughs) Mona hitting Hannah with a car in the season one mid-season finale of Pretty Little Liars and then running up to the rest of the liars like oh my god is Hannah okay <laughs> no you funky little bisexual you just hit your best friend with the fucking car <laughs> same vibes same vibes same vibes same vibes actually yeah Nadia, Matt and Caroline get in a confrontation with Nadia before she leaves so she Nadia does compel Matt again to forget everything he shouldn't know, which is a very broad command. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like there are definitely some ways around that, but Dear Maddie Blue Eyes is a little dumb, and that's okay. (laughs) Um, But then Nadia and Caroline get into a fight, and Nadia's about to kick Caroline's ass, and then Tyler jumps in, because, as he says, young hybrid beats old vampire every time. (laughs) Which I like this reminder of the fact that, like, hybrids are freakishly strong. Mm -hmm. Like, they are much stronger than your average vampire. Mm -hmm. Like, Nani is, what, nearly as old as Catherine, I assume. Yeah. She's around 500-ish years old. Yeah. That's very strong. That is... Do you remember Pearl from season one, Anna's mom? Or season one or season two? 
Yeah. She was about 500 years old and she just about made Damon's eyes pop out of his head for fun. Right. Like, that's a strong vampire. And yeah. Tyler's just like, nah, no. I got it. It's fine. Don't worry, guys. I got this. <laughs> but I also think it serves as a nice reminder as to why everybody in the world hates Klaus now because he's mm-hmm. both a strong old vampire and an original and, and a, a hybrid. hybrid. Like, damn. Like, <laughs> that dude is dangerous as fuck. Yeah. And he doesn't have the intention to do anything good with that power as well. Exactly. So it's like, wow, bonkers. Anyway, um, Matt or Tyler mm-hmm. bites Nadia before she can leave and she she runs out the door. Catherine and Stefan appear at the house and Catherine tries to like take a step inside and try to inspire Damon to kill her by being like, you can do it, Damon. I believe in your ability to stop the bloodlust or whatever. She sounds very Elena in this moment, actually. Yeah, because that is something Elena would do. Yeah, props to Catherine for acting like Elena in this moment. Um, I love how, like, I love how self-aware Catherine is that Elena actually makes no sense in her decisions. And, like, but fully, like, goes into it. Like, okay, this is something Elena would do because it makes no sense. Like, who would do that? You know? Uh, Enough to the point where, like, later on when Damon questions Stefan about why she would do that, he's like, I I don't know, like, like, like why she would um, step in and try to try to make him lust after her when she knows that they had to kill the last person that that happened to and like in my head, I'm like, but Elena would do that. Like she would believe Elena that Damon's love for her would like cause him to not be stronger than that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she she would believe that. Like that's something Elena would do. So like that's not the strangest thing she's done all day. And as Damon is feeding on Elena. She, like, kicks a stake over to Stefan, basically. Like, very unsubtly, she kicks, like, a basically a stake over to him. And mm-hmm. Stefan's like, actually, no, let me cut up on my own arm, get Damon to turn around, and then snap his neck. So, the three musketeers are okay again, <laughs> I guess. Katha's plan did not work out. Unfortunately. Let's also let's also overthinking. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because while that would have been a way for Damon to go out, like a banger way for him to go out, like killed by his own brother, while he's feeding on the woman he once loved. Right, like damn banger. Wow. Do you remember that point earlier in season five where Silas was compelling Elena, and she was like compelled to kill Damon? Do you remember that way earlier yeah. in season five? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think Damon should have died there. I think it would have made for a more interesting rest of the season. Yeah. I think Damon also should have died here. <laughs> There's a lot of moments where Damon should have died and then it would have picked the season back up. But Yeah, because this season, we can talk about it a little bit once we get done talking about the episode because there's some big season things I want to kind of touch on here. This season needed something else, bestie. Yeah. They like season needed something else. Like when we get to the end of this episode, like and they talk about uh and, and they have that little reveal moment. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. why did they do that? Because this is the most interesting thing that the, that's been happening all season. And now they're just gonna get, they're gonna get rid of it. Like, wait a little longer, bestie. Wait a little yeah. longer. I want to see more of it play out. Exactly. So that's all said and done. Um, Tyler, there's a very specific way you have written this on the notes sheet, and I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Tyler, quote unquote, apologizes, heavy air quotes, to Caroline. Mm-hmm. And he basically decides that he can't get over what Caroline did. He has a weird line that I want to point out. Mm-hmm. Tyler says, okay, so the whole scene, we need to go through every line of dialogue in this scene because it is buck wild insane. Mm-hmm. Caroline enters the room. She's like, you know, the only thing that Matt remembers is that they slept together. And Tyler's like, well, okay. Uh, Caroline is like, okay, well, I'm just going to go then. And Tyler is like, I never said, I, I never, Karen, I never said sorry. I was pissed, but no excuses. And then he doesn't say sorry. And then he keeps talking about like, I said I was sorry. I didn't say I was past Um, it. Bestie, you never even said you were sorry. Why are you talking about in the past tense? It's literally just like one of those YouTuber apologizes when they do everything (laughs) but say sorry. Like in Literally. a notes app on Twitter apology. Where's the sorry? Where's the actual like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Why are people so or afraid like, to just say I'm sorry? I did blah, 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 blah. I know. It's like, I'm sorry or I apologize for my behavior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He says the line like, Caroline is like very willing to forgive him, which I think is the saddest part about this whole thing. She's like, right. you know, I just want us to be good again. Like, I'm glad we can get past this together. And like, and like, you can see hints of this about to like they foreshadowed this with earlier on with like her and Stefan when they were talking earlier. Because she's like, is it such a good idea that you go talk to someone who literally just tried to like hurt you the previous night or whatever? And like, he, again, tried to assault her, right? I know like, they're like vampires and werewolves and shit, but like still no breaks. And like no, nobody gets a fucking break for that. So like they were foreshadowing the fact that like oh like Caroline like in my head they were foreshadowing the fact that Tyler did something wrong, right? And like mm-hmm. he needs to apologize for it. Right? But like having Caroline they were, in that scene, they were also kind of foreshadowing the fact that Caroline would be okay, like, so easily with anything. Yeah. Which is so annoying because, like, grow a but backbone. Also, I think, it's, I think it's kind of true to Caroline's character. I agree, like, I agree. She feels like she's in the wrong here because she slept with Klaus, which she's not in the wrong. Like, right. Like, they had... Forgive me if I'm wrong, but they had broken up prior to this, yeah, right? The only kind of iffy thing is that, is that Klaus, Klaus killed, killed Tyler's, Tyler's mom. mom. Yeah. Okay. And so- he has this line. He has this line that I want to point out. He says, I'm grabbing this verbatim from the Vampire Diaries Wiki. Thank you so much, Vampire Diaries Wiki, the Holy Bible. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. He says, How evolved. He said, I said I was sorry. I didn't say I was past it. And Carol's like, okay, I'm, uh, like obviously Rome wasn't built in a day, et cetera, et cetera. 
And Tyler's like, how evolved do you think I am? You slept with Klaus. You slept with the guy that killed my mom. What's the fair amount of time for me to get past that? A week? A month? Tell me what sounds right to you. Can we talk about this gaslighting? Oh, my God. The way that he is putting all of the onus onto her. He's like, what? What? Like, sure. Okay. She slept with Klaus. Period. End of sentence. She said that she was that she apologized for that. You have not apologized. Mm -hmm. You have put the onus for your own recovery onto her. Hey, bud, she's not your fucking therapist. Right. Like, what's a good amount of time for me to get past that? Tell me what sounds right to you. And then he says, Caroline's like, okay, fine. Fuck, you made your point. And then he says, look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but the idea of us being good, it's not going to happen. No, Tyler, I think you are trying to be a dick. Right. I feel like every line he said in this this scene made me hate him more. Was very much like he is trying to hurt her. He right. is trying to make this into a fight. He is try- and Caroline again is like so willing to try and move past it. I feel like if if Tyler asked her for space, she would go to the other side of the country in a fucking heartbeat. Right. He would go back to college. She would just give him space. But no, he's like. How he, am I supposed to be okay with this? He, what is a good amount of time for you? What do you want me to do? Like he wants her to yourself. be He wants her to be as angry as him in that situation. He does. He's trying to get her to rise to like I mean rise or lower to his level. Right, but she's she's better than that. And she again, I do think though like in this scene it's not great for Caroline having like, you know, like no backbone. Yeah, it's uh, like, sort of it's, like, like it's like a character flaw of hers. Yeah, and like it's fair. It's hard when you're the one who technically, yeah, you did the dick thing. But she said that she was sorry. She right. apologized. Unlike, she owned up to her actions. Someone. Unlike a certain someone whose name starts with Ty and ends with Lockwood. <laughs> like <laughs> that's funny. Like, uh, come on, man. Get it just together. felt so shitty to me. That whole scene, I was like, okay, you. Yeah, I agree. I like this. This made him. This didn't make me feel sympathetic for him. In fact, it made me hate him even more than I already did from when he tried to kill that baby. Okay, but let me posit something. Mm-hmm. What if they had moved Tyler's baby killing rampage till after this? Oh, would have been perfect. Do you think. It would have made his character Cliff less of a character Cliff and more of a character Hill, you know? Like, I feel like that... My big thesis statement for this season of TVD is that they just did the right things just way out of order. Yeah. I think they could have taken out all of the Silas and Ketsia stuff and just thrown that away and just done all of this... All of the Lockwood, all of the Augustine Society, all of the Whitmore stuff. If they had just extended this to one full season, all the even the Traveler stuff too. I think that would have worked as a season much better. And I think if you had made Tyler leave after he has this fight with Caroline, after Caroline sleeps with Klaus, mm-hmm. then his baby killing rampage makes more sense. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, you suck right now. So like, that makes sense. Like, you would do that right now. Yeah, except... 
as it stands now, he went to New Orleans, tried to murder an unborn child in her mother's womb, and then came back like, hey, guys, hey, besties. Like, no. (laughs) It's just there's a lot of ways that you could make season five of TVD better. And I think by using this moment with Caroline, this moment of like Caroline's quote unquote betrayal, using that as Tyler's impetus for character growth or swerving or character like, decline. Like it even makes more sense because Caroline sleeping with Klaus means that he's not only angry at Caroline, but he's more he's angry, angry at, at Klaus. Klaus. And it makes more sense that he's like, okay, I'm going now to New Orleans to get back at this motherfucker. And I'm also going to kill his baby because I don't want him to be any more powerful than he already is. He's already done so too much, like killing my mom. Yeah, and like right now, as it stood, Tyler's reason for going to New Orleans to kill Klaus's baby is because he thought it would be able to he because Klaus was he thought that Klaus was going to use that baby to make more hybrids. Right. And all of his friends, the hybrids, had been killed in season four with his mom right right right. so it i think it would have just it would have i could fix her season five (laughs) i could fix her you know i could fix like she just she has all the parts but not in the right places and like if you rearrange it a little bit it makes a little bit more sense she's a lego set with a few too many parts and i think i could fix it and swap some stuff around and make it better like i think if they did all of this for this season, like what you talked about, and then at the end of this season, they reintroduce Silas. Have Silas as some looming threat over the whole season. He's just disappeared. They don't know where he is or right. what he's done. But now with the travelers back, he's like, oh, I need the travelers to help because with the travelers comes the anchor to the other side. Bada bing, bada boom. Fix your fucking season. Like, hello? And then you don't get over Silas's stuff in seven episodes, right? Like, and then and then we get to a part, point where it's like, okay, cool. Now we have a cool opening for the next season. Exactly, and we have some direction. We have a direction that we can go. Imagine, just- wait, wait. Imagine body swapped Silas with body swapped. that would be really fun that would be very fun both of them are like those comics that are like aliens trying to blend in with other aliens right they're all and they both also don't know that the other is body swap exactly exactly (laughs) oh that would be so cool i i know there's some there's some tricky logistics with like what they end up doing with like the other side in the later part of the season. Uh-huh. But I think you could do all of that while still having Silas be this looming threat and not throw him away in the beginning in... half of the season. Yeah. You know, like and then it makes Tyler's baby killing rampage make more sense and it makes you gives you more time to focus on the Augustine stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just I could fix her. <laughs> I could fix her. I could fix her. I know I could. Basically, what I'm saying is this scene sucks. I hate Tyler. He went off a fucking cliff and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Stefan and Elena and Catherine had some, have somehow gotten Damon back to the Salvatore mansion. They lock him up with chains in the basement dungeon. Uh, again, don't ask why the Salvatore mansion has a basement dungeon. You won't get a good answer, actually. 
Uh, Stefan is basically like, I'm not going to give up on Damon. Like, I know you're a ripper, but I'm a ripper too. I know how to deal with this. And Damon sort of is, Damon has a moment of intelligence here, which is surprising. Damon insinuates that Elena wanted Stefan to kill him. And he, he does it by comparing his situation to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Remember Jesse? And how Elena had no other choice but to kill him. And how he's like, Elena knew what she was doing. Now, this is new information to Stefan. Stefan wasn't there when Elena killed Jesse. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Damon was. Damon and Caroline were. So... I like this information because Damon is help is giving Stefan a little bit of a puzzle piece, even if he doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think at the same time, he's also having Damon himself is also having this terrible realization that like Elena wants him dead in his eyes. Elena mm-hmm. wants him dead and I want him dead too, but it yeah. is very sad for him uh, to have his girlfriend want him dead. Oh, well, ex-girlfriend. That's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. But, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia reveals to uh, Catherine that she has been bitten by Tyler. And the last scene this episode is, I think, one of my favorite last scenes in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> again, it feels very much like co-parents coming home from work. Like, hey, how was your day, sweetie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stefan walks into walks up to the living room and he is confronted with Caroline who uh, is drinking and um, Caroline shows Stefan the text message that she got from Nadia from Matt on Nadia's phone and she's like help K was all I got Stefan uh, tells her about the um the whole experience in the hotel room and she's like she's like that's weird behavior for elena like elena sure they're broken up and sure caroline thinks they should stay broken up but she's like this is a really short time to move on this would really destroy damon like what is she doing Mm -hmm. um and he's like yeah, yeah, she tried to kill... She. She's given up on Damon. She thinks I was trying to get him to... Or he, she thinks... He thinks that she was trying to get me to kill him. And Caroline's like, no. I mean, like, she might be mad at him, but she wouldn't want him dead dead. Mm-hmm. And then you can... I think Paul and Candace played this scene beautifully. Yeah. This sort of, like, dawning realization that they have together is so good like the dialogue is so natural there the dialogue is so natural their faces are so good you can see the creeping horror of the like what they figured out come up across their face yeah Stefan's like matt texted you help k before nadia stopped him k as in Catherine. and when Catherine was dying nadia figured out a way to put Catherine's spirit inside her body and Caroline tries to rationalize her way out of it. She's like, yeah, but like that didn't happen because Catherine had a change of heart. No, you don't think that. It's impossible that she would be, we would have noticed. It's Elena. We know her. Oh my God. And now. 
two it's more members so of the Mystic Falls gang know that Catherine is in Elena's body. Which, like, great for them and all, but I still wanted to see more of Catherine in Elena's body. I think I don't think we're going to get rid of her anytime soon, because how do you get her oh, out really? of that? <laughs> how yeah, do you extricate? How do you, like, exercise, like, with the fucking Catholic priest and everything? Like, Okay, what's maybe up? the truth is I wanted more Stefan and Catherine pretending to be Elena, but now that can't happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. <sighs> I love this the end of this episode actually i really enjoyed the ending scene i think this I think episode does of, more right than it does wrong i agree uh after talking about it with you here um mm-hmm. i think i enjoy it more talking about it than actually watching it because <laughs> while i was watching it i yeah. had to take pauses to like do something else because i was so i like didn't want to be watching it you know what i mean yeah and i think you and I do that a lot where we're like, this episode is like just okay, but then we talk about it and we're like, actually, The Vampire Diaries is the best show of all time. Right. Like, this is a fun episode to talk about, but it was not fun at all to watch for me, at least. Correct. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, so what is your ranking? Scale hmm. of 1 to 10, Jordan. It's going to lose points for enjoyability. Um, but there's some really funny moments. Like there's some whole, good moments in this episode. Like the whole banter between Enzo and Damon, the whole Matt trying to text for help. <laughs> oh, um and then there's some moments where I'm like, oh I, this character's so annoying. <laughs> Tyler. Um Yeah. Um I think another thing that really bothered me was the whole Stefan um, arc that continues to happen where he's like, I can't get back together with Elena because she's really like he he explains to her, I think, in this episode where he's like, oh, like when you were with Damon, like that's the best that I saw him or something like that. And like, mm-hmm. like you guys are good. For, she's like, you're good for him or whatever. Like something like that i don't remember exact wording but like it really that scene really frustrated me i was like can we stop with this narrative that elena needs to be with damon in order Mm -hmm. for damon to be a good person like i get that's the truth but like why are we perpetuating that that's a right that's okay that's fine for that to happen and that they should get back together for that reason and that reason alone like come on you guys um so that one really annoyed me and irked me um and then tyler refusing to apologize also really irked me um i think overall i think because i had such an enjoyable time talking about it i'll give it a seven Mm -hmm. a seven that's i think a fair rating for this episode because it was boring to watch but fun to talk about so like that's like those two kind of cancel out and then you get a seven and then you get a seven you know i I think I'll go with you on a seven. I think mm-hmm. this episode, like I said, did a lot more right than it did wrong. But it was still sometimes I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. I feel like it, it, I did that thing in the second half where I like moused over the right. like, Me too. bottom. And, and I was like, like, we're not there yet. So got 20 minutes left. Like there's Jesus. still more to go through. Like I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like a, the pacing was horrible. I just pacing want- was weird. 
I just wanted things to like be over and done with. Um, yeah. Um, who's our before? Actually, before we do MVP for this episode, I wanted to talk about how um, this episode is one of the few episodes of the Vampire Diaries that is uh, dedicated. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. I in saw loving that. member of a crew, in loving memory of a crew member. Yeah, um, I looked it up too. This was dedicated in in memory of uh, Sarah Jones, who was a camera PA, I believe, on the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was responsible for a lot of the slating, which is basically, for those who don't know, um, it's the clap thing that they do before they start a scene. Um, it is to sync up the audio and sound so that everything for the editors, so that they can do everything you know they need to do Mm -hmm. um and while uh sarah was filming i believe a biopic uh Mm -hmm. in for uh like a rock musician um she was struck and killed by a freight train Mm -hmm. uh which is wildly sad Mm -hmm. Uh, the film industry has a lot of uh, initiative now related uh related like to her there's a lot of like safety for sarah Mm -hmm. is one of those um slates for sarah is also sort of an initiative uh she made a big impact actually Mm -hmm. um and so i just wanted to like point that out um because it takes a lot of people to make a show mm-hmm. and a lot of people in a lot of different places and uh, doing a lot of different little jobs. So I propose that in honor of Sarah Jones, I think she should be our MVP for this app. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with I that. Think I'm, I'm good with that. This episode of The Vampire Diaries was dedicated to her. Uh, and this episode of our dumb little podcast is also dedicated to her. Uh, yeah. I don't want to like end on a downer note, but mm-hmm. I think it's important. Uh, yeah, it's an important topic to talk about because I, th- I think especially because a lot of the time when you get those in loving memory sections, a lot of people don't look mm-hmm. it up afterwards. They're like, oh, okay, this is dedicated to someone, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. And Sarah, I believe she worked on she worked on the Vampire Diaries for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I think it's important and I like it. We'll leave links to everything um related down in the in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Um it is uh safetyforsarah.com is uh the website for a lot of those things. So, uh yeah. That's it for this week on Afterbite. Next week, uh I did not look up how to pronounce this episode <laughs> title of the original, so I'm going to fuck it up inevitably because it's french um we will be watching season one episode 15 of the originals le grand gougenol 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 it's g-u-g it's g-u-i-g-n-o-l uh and i have no fucking idea how the french would pronounce that could not tell you i think it's gougenol gougenol Mm. It there's no, there can't be an extra G sound in there, right? It's French. I don't I don't know how French works. I'm not about to try. I'm not about to try and make a bigger idiot of myself. <laughs> but that will be next week on Afterbite. That'll be the problem for next week. 
That'll be a problem for next week's me, actually. <laughs> Until then, you can find us at Twitter at AfterbitePod or uh, Patreon at Patreon.com slash AfterBite. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. What did we say last week? Was Wait. last week when we started saying Stan Luna? Oh wait, yeah, Stan Luna, you guys, they just had a concert. They just had a concert today, actually. Actually, actually, technically it was yesterday for them, but they had a concert.